Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Life's too short to settle for the same old things. Whether you're picking up a new hobby or checking out that hot new restaurant in town, movement keeps your look and lifestyle fresh with sleek, ultra-clean watches at a price that won't break your budget. With a wide range of fresh modern designs and industry-leading materials, life never gets old with a movement on your wrist. Make your everyday sidekick for life's adventures a movement watch. Get 20% off at MVMT.com with code SLEEK. That's MVMT.com, code SLEEK. All right, in about 15 minutes, it is the last keyword of the day here on KFI for a shot at $1,000. You won't hear another word, another word, until tomorrow's 9 a.m. hour. So be listening for that around 520 here on KFI. Coming up, this tells you all you need to know about how pathetic L.A. County is. We're going to talk about, you know, this big hype over, we got to do something about the ghost guns. But where do you hear about the bail differences between L.A. County and, say, Riverside County and a story we will bring you? That is the reason why there's a lot of crime going on. There are no consequences. And you probably already heard about the shooting at a park in San Pedro that broke out yesterday afternoon. And the thinking is now that it was, uh, well, gang members who apparently had a softball game dispute, which ended up with somebody drawing a gun. We had uh, Joe Buscayano on, the councilman. And he said, yeah, it was uh, it was an argument over a play on the field. And people pulled out their guns and started shooting. Yes, this apparently was, they may have been part of the same gang, you know, present members, past members, I don't know. From was Compton. Sort of, from Compton. They and came they, over to San Pedro. And, uh, they drove over to San Pedro to, uh, to shoot each other up. And this was some, uh, this was some uh, softball team that was supposed to be for peace. Yes. Until uh, somebody was safe instead of out, and then no more peace. Right. The media should be covering this the way Gavin Newsom covers this. Groups of people. Don't say gangs. That's, oh, 
that's it. That's what that's what Newsom's uh, phrase was. Something like that. Groups, Groups of, of folks. folks. Yes. Folks. Right. So, so yes, he stopped himself when yeah. he said "gang" in his so, speech, and he see, stopped himself. Is that I mean, groups of folks. This is this is this is how nuts they are with the language. And last night on on TV, the the police were calling it uh, two groups, and all the news people, and they are so obedient. These news people were calling them two groups. It's gangs. We got to get that audio that Joe referenced. That apparently one of the women gang members went on the news and admitted it and said something pretty incendiary. I, he said it was on live TV. Maybe we can, yeah. we can grab that. Or maybe, or maybe they've deleted it. You can't I, find I it. I don't know. Everything, all the coverage last night that I saw was neutered, uh, whitewashed, censored. It was just vanilla sludge. They get, they get, they, you couldn't, you would, you thought it was like just a picnic that got out of hand. You would never know that it was gang people shooting in the middle of the day over, over a softball game. Yeah, some sort of disputed play. A a lot of the news departments have gone all woke, where they won't they won't speak the truth anymore. They won't tell you that that there there was there was a gang shootout on a on a softball field at a family park. They won't tell you that. Possible they didn't know for a couple hours. No, they. It only happened at four o'clock. Now I told you that guy uh, Travis Rice with Channel Eleven. He tweeted it pretty early what it was. Oh. Well, maybe he, that was just scuttlebutt. They were waiting for an official confirmation. No, they know. The police tell them off camera. But the police weren't admitting it either. You know what another clue was? The All of LAPD was put on a tactical alert. Yeah, it was so, a big deal. There's so, a lot of cops now, there. San Pedro is like 30 miles from, from everywhere in L.A. Why would you need a citywide tactical alert for uh, a softball game shooting? All right. Now we bring you back to the southern border. And... These two stories will tell you just, they're almost, again, we like to cite this every now and then, The Onion. The Onion is a satirical website. There's another one that popped up, right, John, that occasionally... Babylon B. Babylon B, that's the one. Listeners still send stories from there like we're supposed to cover them like they're real news. It's, it's made up. Yeah. It's yeah, joke. yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, like some people do not have uh, the brain to detect... Yeah, the filter, right. <coughs> to detect satire. No, or maybe it feeds into something they so firmly believe about, quote, the other side that they just gobble it up because, ah, you see? They want it to be true, yeah. And they send, like, a link to the Babylon Bee. And now, I think a couple of years ago, I didn't even know that. You told me that. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to take those seriously anymore. I had never heard of the Babylon Bee. They're both 100% joke sites. Like, there's no legit news from either one. But they're very funny. And they walk the edge of believability. So sometimes you look at it, you're like, yeah, that, that politician's that bad. That could be true. But these stories are not, because we actually have audio to support it. It's a congressional hearing involving the Transportation Security Agency. One of their administrators was being questioned about the migrants who are showing up at the border and, of course, getting into this country. And the stunner that emerged is that some of them are actually using arrest warrants or deportation orders as ID to get on flights. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't that sound made up? Yes, that sounds like a Babylon Bee story. You walk up and you show your license, right? It, they walk if, up behind you and show, here's my arrest warrant to if, show you if who I am who I say warrant, I am. Wait a second. Isn't it the police that have the arrest warrant and then they take you off to jail because of it? How do you end be, up with the arrest warrant? It could be a DHS arrest warrant. Well, yeah. they give it to them. They give it to them and then they walk around and use it as ID. 
Yes, which is going to bring us to our second story to sort of cure that problem. But here is the answer that uh, the TSA gave when asked about this. So we aren't looking at whether a person is legal or illegal in the country. Our, our function is to make sure that... Why not? Because our role is to make sure that um, people that might pose a risk to transportation um, that's significant enough to either require enhanced screening or to not allow them to fly, um, that the proper... So your position is someone who is known to have violated the laws of the United States does, does not thereby need enhanced screening? You're not concerned about this person as a security threat? Uh, sir, there are people every day that violate the laws of the United States that fly. Uh, we look for things that are related to transportation security. And you don't think someone who is, who is by definition, mm -hmm. somebody presents a warrant for arrest, mm -hmm. you don't think that that necessitates enhanced screening? Uh, they get enhanced. All, all those individuals get enhanced screening. You just told me that it doesn't necessarily involve the, no, any, any interview with the federal security director, and you also said that you may well let them get on airplanes. And in fact, you've allowed at least 1,000 people to get on right, airplanes but, but, this year, calendar year alone. Right, but, but in that is Josh Hawley, a U.S. senator from Missouri, and a TSA administrator named David Pekoski, just so you know, who is talking back and forth there. There, There is nothing that these guys won't defend. No outrageous, absurd policy that you think the writers of the story are making up. You think it's comedy or satire, and it's not. And there's always a bureaucrat head there that'll defend it, explain it, rationalize it. That's, that's what a, what an age we're in. What a bizarre age. Immigrants are using arrest warrants as ID. Now, remember the whole thing they have spent, oh, what is it now, 17 years trying to get all the states to uh, create real, oh, the real ID. The Real ID Act. Yes. And California has taken 17 years and they still don't have their act together on it. And, That's and, true. And, they do all that for you to go to the airport to make sure you have a real ID driver's okay, license. If, and uh, now they're going to take an arrest warrant to let somebody get on a plane. And after some time <laughs> next year, if you don't have the real ID driver's license, you're not allowed on the plane. But if you have an arrest warrant with the immigration service, they will let you on the plane. Now, how can that be? Uh, well... The Biden administration may also have a cure for this. They're about to announce that they're going to provide migrants with temporary ID cards. <laughs> so not only can they board planes, they can access services and benefits. Sure. There you go. <laughs> but this is the lottery now when you cross the border. This is the golden age to be an illegal immigrant. And Trump made it all possible because the Biden people just want to reverse everything that Trump did to the point of making it a more open yeah. border than ever. Yeah, Trump offended all the Biden people by enforcing the law. That's right. And we that reverse everything that he was... did. We're going to tear down whatever border wall he built and reverse all of his policies, which kept migrants from getting into the U.S. I can't. I mean. And, and again, as we talked about, the word gets back to the people in all the countries that want to come here. They know. What, we're going to get ID cards? We're going to get it. And then you can access American tax money with the ID cards. Yes. Woo-hoo! It's, it's an instant lottery ticket as soon as you make it over the border. That's, again, we want to make the announcement this was not the Onion or the Babylon Bee. Oh. This is real border news from the <laughs> Biden administration. Unbelievable. All right. As soon as we return, you will have a shot at $1,000. You just listen for the keyword and enter it at the KFI website. That and more coming up. John and Ken show, KFI. All right. Well, we have found the audio I was mentioning a few minutes ago dealing with yesterday's park shooting in San Pedro that killed 
two people we have learned today that it was gang members shooting at each other in some dispute during a softball game at the park. Uh, Joe Buscaino, the city councilman, came on a couple hours ago and said there was some startling audio from Channel 5. And we're going to play you that in a moment, but listen to this first. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Check. That's check. C-H-E-C-K. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800-500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or SweetJames.com. If you win, we're going to send you an email that says you won. Check your junk or spam folder if it falls there. Listen to KFI. There's a winning keyword every weekday between the 9 a.m. hour and the 5 p.m. hour. And the next chance to win will be tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour here on KFI. All right. So yesterday at a park in San Pedro, gunfire erupted. Two people dead, about six people hurt. The supposed cause was a dispute between gang members who were actually there with some group that was supposed to help resolve differences among former gang members. We're still waiting to clear that story up, but we're pretty sure at this point it was a gang member opened fire after some dispute on the uh, field during a game. This is from KTLA. The reporter is Carlos Sosedo, and apparently we're listening to the mother of a couple of people who were involved in the violence. Now, I want to bring in Monique Howard. You said your adoptive son was shot. Can you come this way? Yes, sir. What did you know? What have officials told you? Well, officials called and said for me to come and check on my biological son. That's the whole reason I came down here. But literally, it just was a massacre. And, so. And your son? Was not affected, but my adopted son died oh my god i'm so sorry to hear that from the, i don't know for sure but that's what i've been told and you haven't been able to get a hold of him no i'm on my way now to go to the hospital and find out the you know so he's just not picking up calls you haven't tried oh no, no 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 we have a big big family from compton i'm from compton so this is a compton massacre just to hear that a gunfight would break out at a picnic. Uh, this was at a car show. There were families or children. It wasn't a car show, sir. It was a baseball game. That's it. At Peck Park. That's it. Just to hear something like that would happen on a Sunday afternoon. Well, when you're dealing with different hoods, what do you expect? Because it's the weekend. And I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm from Santana Block Crip, so it's gonna do what it do. Well, I hope your adoptive son is okay. That you're yeah, able to get a hold of him. but I heard that he passed. Yeah, okay. Hopefully that's not true, but it is. I'm so sorry. Thank you okay. very much. All right. Oh my God. All right. The I mean, reporter that... is just like so uncomfortable there. It's well, yeah, weird. because he can't deal with reality. He's, he's Carlos Sosedo. Yeah, he's trained in, in woke journalism, and now this is too much reality, and he can't handle it. She knows what happened. She knows that wasn't a softball game so much as a gang gathering. She knows it was a gang shootout. Well, she, she says she's part of this gang. She, it's called she, Santana Block Crips Gang. That's right. She's part of a gang, and he's still trying to say, well, it, it's so surprising. It was a nice, quiet afternoon. Nice, right? People are picnicking. It's like, what? 
wrong with you? <laughs> Do you hear the lady? This wasn't a church picnic. These were gang members. They tried playing ball and it got out of hand. And they started shooting at each other. Yeah, were, he, he was covering it like it was one of those random shootings where some crazy guy just shows up and starts shooting that, at the crowd. That, that's the, that's not what happened. That's the way they cover their news now. Oh, it was just such a beautiful day at the park. Uh, how could this happen? There's children playing and families are picnicking. It's She's like, trying to say, oh, yeah, it happens. No, these are <laughs> gang members that came from Compton. And they tried to play a game and they had a big dispute. And here come the bullets and her adopted son may be dead. And you you don't know how to how to react because you have been trained to pretend this doesn't exist. There aren't any gangs. People don't do bad things. <laughs> I, 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 I Who would dare disrupt a quiet, peaceful Sunday afternoon at Peck Park? You know what? I stopped watching local TV news for the most part uh, for the last month. I started the two weeks we were on vacation in Florida. And my wife and I just decided to continue it. Just don't want to go to bed at 10 o'clock with the last thing on my mind. So I watched last night, and it was Channel 9 at 8 o'clock. And it was very similar to what this Channel 5 guy did. It was the same thing. And, I, you know, because I started shouting at the TV. It's like she, the, 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 the reporter was talking circles, oh, circles. She's droning on and on, talking circles, not telling us anything. And then they go, the police are on tactical alert. Now, I've been in the, this business long enough. So is my wife. It's like tactical alert means this is really bad. This must be like gang stuff. And then my wife had contacts in, in San Pedro who said, yeah, this, this, was a, this was a gang shooting. People in the town knew it. That woman knew it was a gang shooting. But God forbid anybody in the media or the police would tell the truth right away. But you know, they weren't, again, they weren't calling it an active shooter. They, it wasn't like an all-points bulletin. This bad guy is, whenever, whenever you don't see the police doing a manhunt and telling all, the whole neighborhood to lock down, it means it's not a random shooter. It means it's a gang. Now, I found uh, Travis Rice, who I did not see on TV last night, and he works for Fox 11, and he wrote, and this was at 7.01 p.m., so he had it early. LAPD says this is not an active shooter situation. This distinction is generally made when it's a gang shooting. So remember that with the coverage, because if the reporters don't tell you, at least you'll know how to decode it. If you hear it's not an active shooter, it's like, OK, we got organized crime. Several witnesses say the car clubs in quotes. That means they're not really car clubs. They're gangs. The car clubs had a truce that wasn't honored by the initial shooter. The, uh, OK, but yeah, the all Times is reporting this afternoon. They are the Santana Block Crips gang. And supposedly it was like a civil war between members okay. of the same gang out of Compton, as that woman said, okay. we're out of Compton. So you notice in 24 hours we went from a picnic, a softball game, a car club, to a civil war between Compton gangs. Nobody and, and wants to talk the truth anymore, not in the media. you got to decode everything now. And, you know, this continues to not bode well for what we're seeing happen in L.A. County and L.A. City, which is more violence from people who have a record of violence. And that's a response to, I mean, again, guns were used. Oh, wait a minute. We have a DA that doesn't like gun enhancements. All right. So if we ever catch these shooters, that's off the table, isn't it? Although two people died. He still got a murder case. But if he didn't. He probably would have uh, scaled this thing down to, to short prison time. But how come I watched three television reporters and read one news account in the L.A. Times and 
nobody came near what this gang mother told us. She just blurted it right out. The gang mother delivered the accurate news. She's a member of the gang. She announced it. She delivered the truth. All the reporters hemming and hawing and peeing in their pants. They didn't want to say anything unwoke. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Well, it's like they did want to cover it as another random mass shooting. Yeah. and then, Like a guy they, who walks into a grocery store and just opens fire with right. nothing to do with that. Right. It's unbelievable. They don't want This to... idea that none of us is safe anywhere we yeah. go, but actually, if gang members get together in a park, uh, yeah, there's a chance that somebody will open fire. That's right. They got their cue from the governor when, when Newsom said, these are groups of folks. Called them gangs, and then he caught himself and said, no, it's Because groups. that word demonizes. That's right? right. Right. Well, you know, when bullets are it flying... judges. Jesus, what a world we're in. All right, we got a little bit more on the criminal justice system. One update from New York State where that candidate for governor was almost stabbed and the guy got out quickly with no bail. And then we'll talk about uh, this report from ABC7 on ghost guns, which is worth hearing because you're going to hear something in there about the criminal justice system here in L.A. County versus Riverside County. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, so to continue to bring you the story of the decrepit, almost non-existent criminal justice system in L.A. County, we're going to play a story now from ABC7 that ran the other day, reporter Carlos Granda. It was about ghost guns, but you need to listen carefully to the story to understand a big point, and it actually does come from a former L.A. County sheriff. Here we go. All these weapons found in one home. Officials say they're part of a ghost gun manufacturing operation in a home in Burbank. Officials say they also discovered tools, ammunition, money, and narcotics. And in Riverside County, sheriffs found this, a cache of weapons in Apple Valley, unserialized ghost guns along with high-capacity magazines and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Today, the White House announced a plan to deal with crime and guns. These ghost gun kits, which you can buy online, Uh, put together in as little as 30 minutes and then have a lethal weapon without going through a background check. The number of ghost guns keeps increasing. The LAPD says in 2020, it seized 813 ghost guns. That number more than doubled to 1921 last year. And according to ATF, of all firearms recovered in California in 2019, 30% didn't have serial numbers. There's rarely a conversation I have with law enforcement where they don't tell us that they are finding more and more ghost guns which are unserialized firearms that are difficult to trace, so it's hard to figure out who the shooter is and hold them accountable. Right, Officials say the this. suspect in Riverside, 43-year-old Steve Schultz, was manufacturing ghost guns at his home, and his bail in Riverside is $1 million. In Los Angeles, the suspect arrested for allegedly manufacturing these guns, Eric Petrosian, has a long criminal rap sheet. He posted bail, which was set at $50,000, and is out of jail. Former L.A. County Sheriff Jim McDonald says such a big difference is a concern. Uh, basic math will tell you that uh, a tremendous disincentive in one county and not so much in another. Quite a discrepancy in uh, in a lot of different issues, how things are handled in the criminal justice system. On July 1st, a new state law went into effect that requires parts used to build firearms to have serial numbers. And it gives people who own these firearms until 2024 to add serial numbers and get them registered. Oh, sure they will. What right. a ridiculous, yeah, yeah. exactly. What They're... a ridiculous law. <laughs> but the emphasis here is on the punishment. Uh, You know, we have a DA that doesn't believe in gun enhancements, yet we have this crowd, including this noisy White House policy advisor, all hyped up about the ghost guns. And yet we turn around 
Riverside County wants a million dollars bail for a ghost gun manufacturer. L.A. County, 50000 Gascon. So it doesn't matter. The punishment doesn't matter. Gascon came out the other day demanding that MasterCard and Visa and American Express stop processing transactions involving ghost gun sales. Because ghost guns are such a terrible threat. But when they arrest in L.A. County a ghost gun manufacturer, Eric Petrosian, who has a long criminal record, yeah. he gets $50,000 bail. And I thought that was supposed to matter when you determine bail. Well, if you have a long criminal record, the higher the bail because you're already a risk. No. Steve Schultz in Riverside, same crime. His bail is 20 times higher at a million dollars. Because they hate bail in L.A. County. But they hate guns. It, it disproportionately punishes the poor people. That's all we care about. You're all worked up about ghost guns. I don't think these... Then you should set a high bail. <laughs> these guys aren't poor. If they're manufacturing ghost guns, and ghost guns are like 30% of the guns recovered... Then I'm just they, talking about their policy in general. I know their policy in general is, is asinine, okay? It's stupid. Yo, I don't care how much money these people have. It's whether they committed the crime or not, whether they're they a danger or not. They hate jail. They well, hate prison. I hate them. All laws will move in that direction. We've got to get rid of these people. We have to. <laughs> you must remove these people from office. You have a chance in November to get rid of these incumbents. Just get rid of the incumbents. Start think- there. Two of them are making their way onto the L.A. City Council. It's getting worse. Two socialist, Democrat, communist types. That's I, what we're stuck with. I This is, I don't know. They're anti-gun, hate ghost guns, hate the Second Amendment. Fine. Then prosecute the people who use guns in crimes. Prosecute with the gun enhancements. Put the ghost gun manufacturers in prison. Give them a really high bail. I don't understand. You, they don't make any sense. This doesn't make any because there is no sense. Completely not consistent, right? With a with an anti gun policy. So what's it makes the, no sense. That's what's the point of this? I'm trying to figure out what is the end game. What's the end zone here? What are you trying to do if you're trying to rid the guns out of society, but you won't prosecute the people who manufacture the guns? the ghost guns, and you won't prosecute the people who use the guns even to murder. What is it you want then? Now, back east, one of the big stories last week was a man who tried to stab a congressman running for governor of New York. The congressman's name is Lee Zeldin. He's a Republican candidate for governor of New York. This happened near uh, Rochester, New York. Zeldin was speaking and a man who they've identified as David Jacobonis approached Mr. Zeldin with a pointed weapon. It was like a little blade that came out of a keychain with two sharp points. They struggled, and eventually they were able to subdue Jacobonis. What led some jaws to drop is that he was immediately released without bail because that's New York State policy. So what happened over the weekend, and it happened in L.A. County, A while back, too, the feds came in and arrested him on a federal assault charge. So there you go. And again, you know, because this is because he's a U.S. congressman. Of course, you can't assault a U.S. congressman. And while he's running for another office. Yeah. That's since 2020 under New York state law, judges have been prohibited from setting bail on a nine this is weird. A nonviolent felony charge of attempted assault. Nonviolent. He had a weapon. He had this bladed K 
cat's ears thing, whatever it was. He, Zeldin was able to fight him off. That's the only reason he didn't get slashed and maybe killed. This is what I don't get. You know, attempted murder, attempted assault. It's the same as murder and assault. It just depends on the luck of the of of the of the shot or or whether the this in this case Zeldin fighting it off. They have apparently the same policy in New York. We don't want anybody in jail or prison, so let's move the laws in that direction. Even a guy who almost stabbed to death a congressman? Well, too bad. We want to make sure he's not held. Why does everybody want to live under crazy people? I I, I don't understand. Most people don't feel this way. Is everybody just staring at at their friggin' screen reading texts? Is anybody paying attention? So now under federal law, they're holding... Jackal Bonus. He's going to be held pending a detention hearing coming up on July 27th. So he's being held by the feds now and does face 10 years in prison that's for what using you sh- a dangerous weapon. That's what you should get for assaulting a U.S. congressman. Otherwise, you're gonna, we're going to have assassinations again. Like that guy who took a run at uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, the uh, crazy guy in the, the street? The crazy guy, yeah. Who called 911 because himself? Because in that case, the feds didn't enforce the law because they've allowed all these crazy protesters outside of Kavanaugh's house, and that has created a climate now where crazy guy thinks, okay, they're not enforcing the law. I'll just show up with my gun and take a shot at him. It's really, really dangerous what everybody's doing. And you know there's a lot of people pissed off on both sides. You know there's a lot of weapons out there. The least you could be doing is enforcing the, the laws that are on the books that you always used to enforce. Jacob Bonus's story is that he actually had the object for self-defense. Oh, who cares what, what lie he's The is. ears are plastic, but I guess they're sharp. Then I was tackled. He also had consumed a lot of whiskey. Yeah. Well, of, course, of course it's a weapon, or he wouldn't have pulled it on Zeldin. Of course it was a weapon. I there's everyone says that this guy is completely non-political. He's not even registered with a party. So he was probably just drunk and not in a good mood. I don't know. He's, yeah, well, you know, it, it, he can go to a, a whole team of therapists in prison. I'm sick of trying to figure out people's motivations, their bad childhoods, whatever their sob story is. You're, you're acting violent and crazy. You're dangerous. Just lock them up. All right. And you can spend your days talking to them if you want to figure out what the issue is. Uh, sure he got, has problems with his mother. We got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. You know, we're going to talk in a moment about the indoor mask mandate coming back to L.A. County. One of our listeners got in touch with one of the supervisors and a representative for that supervisor answered her. We'll read you part of the email. There's a meeting tomorrow of the Board of Supervisors, right. and they're going to talk about the return of Barbara Ferrer's yeah. Indoor mask mandate. Why don't you everybody send 10,000 emails to all the L.A. County supervisors? You might want to after you read this one. Uh, <laughs> just some quick advice and something you probably didn't know about astronauts in space because we're dealing with zero gravity in space. Mm-hmm. There apparently are strict guidelines over what they call it NASA Alone time. Hmm. So they're warning the male astronauts not to pleasure themselves in zero gravity because it goes everywhere. I thought you'd like to hear that. (laughs) Literally, yes. (laughs) If you were to do that, 
in zero gravity, uh-huh. it will it would your, float in the air. Your and... seed will float around, right? Right. And believe it or not, it could mean a female astronaut getting impregnated. Now she'd have to be naked, right? Or yeah, I would think she'd have to be uh, in position to receive. I guess so. It floats in there, right? Uh, um, uh, but on the International Space Station, you're you're assigned there for many months. I know. Well, it, you can't hold it in forever. Uh, that would be. I don't know. I... One way or another, something is going to spontaneously. Uh, Erupt. Isn't there a, a method you could adopt I, is, to relieve yourself? Uh, some kind of a device to catch it? I Just like, you know, what about urine? Right. Have like a, sure. Have a that could, it catches it that or could, That could get loose, too. Um, they, they actually think that a, that, a, that, a, that a woman could get pregnant if, if some of this was floating around in the air. That's an extreme precaution. Yeah, that's a, that's a, boy. These are the people who designed the mask mandates, right? It's the same crowd. Exactly. <laughs> no, no risk is too small to ignore. All right. Now, on the topic that you'll be hearing more about tomorrow, the LA County Board of Supervisors is doing its Tuesday meeting, and one of the topics for discussion will be Barbara Ferrer's return of the mask mandate indoors. There is nowhere else in the country that this is happening presently. As we told you earlier in the show and last week, they brought this back in Alameda County up in the Bay Area and quit it after three weeks. It was worthless and stupid. But that isn't stopping our non-medical leader, Barbara Ferrer. One of our listeners emailed John's favorite supervisor, Sheila Kuehl. Oh, my God. The, Heard the, back from a Blake Clayton. <laughs> it starts with the usual, thank you for reaching out to us and sharing your concerns. I'll forward your email over to staff so they're aware of your position. By the way, the listener said that she wants Kuehl to oppose the mask mandate. Uh, LA's, and then he writes, LA's current COVID-19 case rates and hospitalization emissions place it in the CDC high-risk community levels. Now he's just spouting... The nonsense policy. We're not in a high risk anything. That's nonsense. If you take out the hospitalizations that were not COVID related, but people tested positive for COVID anyway, because they went in there for, I don't know, a kidney transplant, you have very low numbers. And that's how they should do it. Um, I do understand where you're coming from in regard to masking, but I want to share a few things with you. And then he goes on to mention what we keep hearing. Public health must take steps to protect those most vulnerable and disproportionately impacted by the virus, <laughs> including the elderly and people with health conditions and essential workers in high-risk occupations, many of whom live in multi-generational households. Taking minimally, minimally burdensome, sensible steps will reduce risk and prevent serious illness and death. They're, they're not sensible. They're not, and does, they also does, don't does, necessarily work. That's right. And and, and uh, I'm responsible for, for people who live in multi-generational homes 25 miles from my house. Isn't that extreme? Isn't that a little absurd? And if you work in some high-risk environment, then you wear a mask. 
Why do I have to wear a mask going out to dinner on the west side because somebody else is working in a hospital on the east side? Well, it makes no sense. Tomorrow's board no meeting will likely have more information on what the supervisor's stance will be in regard to the indoor mandate. They should, but I think you can read this email to take it that Sheila Kuehl is not going to oppose well, Barbara Ferrer. I'm not exactly shocked. She's hopeless. She is, She's a hopeless. She's the epitome of the nanny state of the getting involved in people's private life, bullying and bossing them around. Yeah, this is a particularly odious collection of supervisors oh, we have God, now. It's the worst. We told you only Catherine Barger has come out against the mandate Plus, publicly. They, they don't have the science on their side. They don't have the statistics. They don't have the precedent from the 3,000 other counties that are not doing this. 3,000 other counties in America are not doing this. They just had Alameda County give, give up on it. Philadelphia gave up on it. And, and, and you've got Paxlovid. You take that for five days. It, it clears up the symptoms. The, the, the very few people who are, well, I, I mean, I mean, the other day there was, there was this thing. If you were unvaccinated, then 7,000 out of 100,000 people end up in the hospital. If you're vaccinated, it's five out of 100,000. So to me, if, if, if I'm vaccinated and there's Paxlovid, I'm off the hook. Don't bother me for the rest of my life. <laughs> so they ignore science. They but ignore it's not about they, you. It's about no, the No, it is about me. It is about me. The mask is on my face. You have to care about your community. I don't. Which apparently is all of L.A. County but, oh, and beyond. Yeah. What is, what is there, like 70 communities in L.A. County, 80? I don't even know. Something like that. I got I to gotta worry about 10 million people now. Aye, aye, aye. All right, Conway's here. Must I remind you, John, that the rules and the laws in California are made for your protection? <laughs> you must obey uh, them. Uh, Stop must, being a contrarian. I must obey. Put I that mask on. Uh, Blake Trolley's coming on tonight. SoCal is bracing for an adoption. There's 4,000 beagle dogs and beagle puppies that are going to go up for adoption. California, I think we're getting 200 of them. Beautiful dogs, right? Oh, beagles are really good. Yeah, but they, I guess they were, uh, you know, testing uh, makeup on them or I don't know. Oh, my God. You should go read the beagle uh, experimentation. Oh, is stories. that horrible? <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, really oh, these poor dogs. Uh, and then officials are taking uh, talking about a plan to stop the illegal activities on the 6th Street Bridge. Hmm, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> how are they? It's a lead story every night on the news. I know. I know. Who cares? A, a whole week they can't figure out how to stop it. Right. I mean, they're, now they're going to put speed bumps, and they're thinking about... Uh, Taking the uh, traffic completely off the Sixth Street Bridge and just pedestrian. So, really? So it's a five hundred eighty-eight million dollar pedestrian bridge. Oh, you're kidding! That's one, it's one of the uh, things. Well, that would stop the antics. <laughs> That's right. They'll just run everybody People over. Go up there and throw fireworks and do vandalism and everything. It just won't have the street racers. That's crazy. You know, we had a new bur- uh, uh, bridge put in Burbank over uh, Burbank Boulevard over the Five Freeway, and and we didn't get a party up there. We should party like that. You know, <laughs> cut somebody's <laughs> hair in the middle of it. Get all crazy. <laughs> I like these guys. Uh, Paul Servino uh, passed away. Very good actor from Goodfellas and uh, Law and Order. 83 years old. So I went on his Twitter to see, you know, because I always, I find it interesting to go on somebody's Twitter when they die to see when the last time they, they tweeted was. It's weird, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. You got a lot of free time all day. And what you find out? 2015 is the last time he, he tweeted oh, anything. that's a while. Yeah. yeah. So that means he's probably, he probably got sick. Yeah. Uh, and then a woman hospitalized after opening a fire at that uh, that uh, Dallas Love Airport, right? She comes out of the bathroom wearing something mm. else and starts uh, firing away, right? Crazy. That's a guy's gig, right? Now women are getting in on this? That almost never happens. That's right. And then Subway. John, you can get Subway for the rest of your life for free 
But you have to put Subway's logo tattooed somewhere on your body. Sure. Like on your forehead. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> to get free Subway's. Good. How can you turn down that deal? Ding dong. Yeah. I think we know exactly I think we know exactly what that guy's gonna you look like. You get the ding dong tattoo. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I should get a ding dong tattoo. Come on. <laughs> right next to my subway tattoo. Free that's ding dongs right. and subways. Uh, Conway's Come coming on. Let's go. Let's go. Orange has yeah. got the news. KFI, KOSD, HDT, yeah, Los Angeles. Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.